Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello and welcome back. Um, there's a lesson that is really important that um, I started a while ago and there's actually three parts. So um, the first part I actually neglected to put in, but put in the second two parts and it's kind of incomplete. So as I go through every lesson and I find that it's not complete because I also have live um, lessons before I upload, certain things cannot be uploaded. So it kind of got lost in the shuffle. So um, I am putting together the first part of this important series, which is death. And I'm going to try to connect it to the other two parts. If I cannot do that, then just know that this is the first part of three parts of death. And the two of the other parts with another part that I'm going to delete is already currently listed. So know that this is the um, October 16, um, 2021, three-part lesson. This is the first part of three parts of death. Now, like I said, there's already two other parts there um, that will complete this lesson, but this is number one that has not been uploaded. So um, uh, like I said, this is an important lesson because people need to know what's going to happen to them when they die and, you know, what happens physically and what happens spiritually. Now, the spiritual part is already uploaded. So I'm just going to talk about the uh, first part. Okay, we're going to start. And the lesson today is death. Okay. Now, um, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to define death. And the Webster's Dictionary says death as a permanent cessation of all vital functions. End of life, the time when someone or something dies, the ending of a particular person's life. And that's the definition in Webster's Dictionary. Okay. Why do we die? Um, well, the original sin brought on death. Death is a death is a spiritual, excuse me, death is a spirit that has a job to do on earth. And he does his job very well. Okay. Romans 12, why am I bugging? Sorry. Romans 5 and 12 says, wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passes upon all men for that all have sinned. So we know that in Romans 5 and 12, because of the original sin, death came into the world. So by one man, which is Adam, sin came into the world. Okay, so that we understand. Okay. How old was Adam when he died? <laughs> According to the scriptures, Adam was almost a thousand years old, but did not make the thousand year mark because of sin. Now, Adam was like 600, I mean, I'm sorry, um, um, 900 and some odd years old he was. I think he was like almost 70 years away from being a thousand. It could be 70 years or um, less. 
um, away from a thousand years because he transgressed. Um, he wasn't able to make that thousand years simply because when the devil said, "Oh, you're not gonna, um, you're not gonna die when you partake in the quote unquote fruit of knowledge," you're just gonna be like um, like gods, knowing good from evil. But you know that was a lie because you already know that Adam is dead. So Adam um, transgressed by listening to Eve and partaking in the fruit, quote unquote, of knowledge. And um, he died. And because he did that, that seed of sin was planted in him from insubordination, from transgression, and it went into his uh, descendants, which we all have. Okay, this is why people are dying at um, such a short age from almost a thousand years old to like 60 or 70 or 80. If you're lucky, if a person is lucky, they live to hundred years old. But can you imagine one side is almost a thousand years old and now you'll, you'll be lucky if you make 70 or 80 or even a hundred, I don't even say hundred because not that many people hit a hundred. So yeah, this is, this is what happens um, because of sin. Okay, Genesis 5 and 5 says, and all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died, okay? Before the original sin, before Adam and Eve gave their power away for the fruit of knowledge, they were not supposed to die. There was no death in the world at all. The moment they broke the law, everything in the world they lived in changed. And let me tell you how drastic that was. The minute Adam gave his power away, because remember, when Adam was made, Yah gave him the, um, the earth. He was the executor of the state of the earth. So Adam had the earth, the power of the earth. This is what Yah gave him. You have the earth, Adam. You get to name the animals. You get to do everything. It's in the Genesis, okay? You are the one who I'm giving the earth to. What did Adam do? Gave his power away to the devil, okay? So now the devil is the prince of this air. The devil is the one who does all the stuff. Yeah, because Adam gave his power to the devil. So the devil does everything. Just like the scripture says, the devil walks around the earth like a roaring lion, see who, seeing who he may devour. Not only that, when Yahushua walked down here and he was in the desert and he went too fast, the devil took him up and was trying to persuade him to give his power away, which you know that couldn't happen because Yahushua is Yah in the flesh. So this is the stuff that the devil does. So um, when Adam gave his power away, not only did death come into the world, um, all these other spirits like fear and all of that stuff came into the world too. It wasn't just that, oh yeah, um, Adam gave his power away. So, oh, now we die. Uh-uh. Because Adam gave his power away, there's so many spirits on this earth because one thing affected another. It's kind of like, I don't know if anybody ever heard of, um, it's like a Greek myth um, when you have this uh, box and you open up the box and all but hope leaves the box. So I don't know if, it, if anybody can identify with um, Greek mythology, but the truth of the matter is when Adam gave his power away, everything came into uh, the world. Everything that shouldn't have come into the world 
came into the world. So there's things that people are played with now simply because Adam gave his power away. Like I said, um, fear, fear is a spirit. Um, there's death, death is a spirit too. And that came into the world. All of these things came into the world because of Adam. Not only that, okay, because of Adam's sin, like I said, there was sin in each and every individual. So uh, before the flood, the, um, the uh, watchers who are angels, citizens of heaven, came down and started having sex and fornicating with human flesh. So what Yah did, and this is in the book of Enoch, what Yah did is have all of those spawn of angels and humans die. They killed each other. First they sinned against heaven and earth, and then they sinned against animals and beasts and um, uh, things in the water. And then they, um, then they started sinning against um, humans, which, and I'll just break it down. They started eating humans, okay? And then they started splicing, doing DNA and all of that. That's how the dinosaurs came here. Everybody keeps saying, oh, how did the dinosaurs come here? How was the dinosaurs here if, um, if humans was here? And it's confusing. It is confusing. But the thing is this, um, in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. So there's things going on today with humans. There's scientists that's mixing human DNA with animal DNA. There's science that's mixing human DNA with plant DNA. There's scientists that's new, uh, mixing birds with beasts. They doing all this stuff. This is not new. It happened early in the beginning of time. This is why the flood came. Because, anim uh, because um, the spirits that was mingling with human flesh became abominable and they were the, the Nephilim, they was the giants, they was all kinds of stuff. They was doing, um, splicing and doing all of that and making dinosaurs. And there was dinosaurs that walked with humans, period. There was dinosaurs that walked with humans. And all this stuff is unfurling today. Now, um, currently, right now, there's a, if you go and you um, look up the, um, a whole dinosaur egg that China just dug up. If you, if you um, listen to or read their findings of the dinosaur, it's a whole dinosaur egg. The, they um, made it in a 3D image and you can see that this dinosaur looks just like a chicken. And they are finding that dinosaurs have the same type of DNA as birds. Now, how could that be? Simply because, <laughs> of the sin that came into the world way before the flood. So that's why there was abominations that walked that you wouldn't even believe before the flood. So I'm just saying before, um, before Adam gave his power away, there was none of that here. When Adam gave his power away, all kinds of stuff started happening. And we know that but now that doesn't explain that 100% in the Bible, but it tells you their sin that the watchers and the Nephilim did between humans, men, um, humans, beasts, animals, and all flesh. That's what it says. Now, there's other books that let you know that other things came into the world. And since people only concentrate on the Bible and those 66 books, now remember, the Bible has been manipulated and there wasn't no Bible. Human people put that together. Y'all did not put that together like that because there was different people that wrote different um, ciphers, scrolls. That's how they kept books. It wasn't a real book. It was scrolls, papers. 
So human beings put that together and they manipulated whatever they felt like didn't belong in there. They didn't put in there. The 1611 King James Bible is much different from the Bible they use today because there was a whole bunch of scriptures in the King uh, James 1611 Bible. And what happened was King James paid Hebrews to put that scripture together. So that's the closest to the original Seifers, okay? Every time somebody tries to transcribe what they call the Bible or transcribe those Seifers, it becomes something new. From 6,000 years ago to now, it's going to change. So is the Bible manipulated? Yes. There wasn't no Bible at first. There wasn't none. Somebody, the Catholic Church, put it all together. Okay. So we know that there are uh, spirits in the world. There are. The Book of Enoch says it. The Bible says it. A lot of other books says it. The Bible says you are not fighting against flesh and blood. But principalities and wickedness in high places. What is that? Spirits. Okay. Now, Adam was told not to touch a certain tree, and he was told of the consequences. And Adam was fully informed. Yah told him, and Adam understood. Okay. However, Eve was the one tricked by the enemy. And she was, uh, she also tricked Adam into partaking. Therefore, both sin. And the consequences was death. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit about that. Um, like I said, the Bible has been tampered with, and there's other books that go along with the Bible, like the Book of Jasa, the Book of Jubilees. They go along with it, and they flesh out more of the meat of, of uh, what happened, whereas, like I said, humans put this um, Bible together and they took stuff out. So a lot of times you have more questions than answers when you have the Bible. So like I said, the, the question comes when you see quote unquote science, okay, well, we physically tangibly can see a dinosaur. We can see it. If we want to put our lips on it, we can taste it. We can touch it. We can do all of that. That's tangible versus the stories in the Bible. The truth of the matter is the, the story in the Bible is true, but not 100% the way it's being told in that, um, in that book that they call the Bible. There was much more stuff that went on than just what you're being told in that Bible. And my suggestion to you is to go and do more studies. This is the reason why I do this now, because what I'm saying pertains to today, why are we going through all this nonsense today? And I introduce, if you haven't already heard, and reintroduce if you have heard, to go back and to meditate on certain books and scriptures. Now, uh, books that you should be uh, looking at and, and meditating on is not only, and remember, I say books, but there are hundreds of scrolls that people put together. Now, the caveat is, Yah said in the book of Ezra that he did not give his books, his um, laws, anything to anybody else but Israel. But the funny thing is, the people who are not of Israel is the ones who put the books together. So go figure that. If I, if I have a, and this is an example, if I have a history and I have children and I have a storybook or a, a photo album that I want to give to my children and somebody took it and said, somebody that don't, is not in my family, 
took it and said it's their book and is giving it to their own people and trying to rearrange the pictures to see who go with what, they're going to get it wrong most of the time because they're not in my family and they don't know how my generation works. Well, that's what happens with the Bible. That's what happens with all this, um, with all of the deceitful scrolls. Um, Gentiles and heathens who got to the book are trying to put it together, whereas Yah never even spoke to them or even gave them any information to do it. So what they're doing is trying their best in a carnal way to put stuff together and it's getting all jumbled up. This is why people have more questions than answers when they look at their Bible. So my suggestion to you is to go in other books and meditate because when you seek ye first, um, Yah and his righteousness, okay? Everything else is going to be added unto you, meaning you're going to be seeking Yah, you're going to be dedicated to Yah, you're going to be following Yah, the Ruach is going to start dealing with you, the Ruach is going to lead you to the truth, because that's the Ruach's job, the, you, the Ruach is going to tell you the truth, the Ruach is going to lead you to, to the truth, and you're going to know what is what. Now, there's so many books that connect to certain books in the Bible but they're not together. So you wouldn't know. And if you're not in the Ruach, you cannot receive the message from the scriptures because Yah's word is in the scriptures. But if you're still carnal and you're religious, you're never going to get it. So my suggestion is to seek Yah first, his kingdom and his righteousness. Now back to what I was saying. Hold on. Back to what I'm saying. Genesis 2 and 17 says, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shall not eat of it, quote unquote. For in the day that thou eat thereof, thou shall surely die. Now, let me just say something about eating a tree, eating fruit. Everybody keep thinking it's an apple. It's not an apple. It's fruit of knowledge. What is knowledge? Fruit. Now, what is fruit? When you say fruit, it's something that edifies you. It's something that um, curves your cravings. It's something that makes you full and something nice for you to eat. So that is the, um, that is the um, metaphor, fruit, the metaphor of um, getting knowledge. There's also fruit of the spirit. So how can the spirit eat fruit? So that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's not a physical piece of fruit. It's not an apple. It's not an orange. It's not a pomegranate. It's fruit that's edifying your spirit and your soul. That's what it is. That's, it's a metaphor for the edifying of your soul. And I'll give you another example too. Yahusha at the well, when he was telling his lady, he's the living water. Okay. So if you drink from his water, then you're never going to thirst again. And then I'll give another one. When he's at the last supper and he says, eat my blood. I mean, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Did you eat his flesh or drink his blood? Because remember, eating blood is against the law. So it's a metaphor for partaking and seeking Yahusha or seeking Yah through Yahusha. Like I said, seek ye first my kingdom. This is Yah saying this. Seek me first my kingdom and my righteousness. Who is the righteousness? Yahusha. Who are we to Yahusha, to God, oh, excuse me, to Yah, the most high? We are the righteousness of the most high through Yahusha. So that's what you have to understand. Everything is not um, literal. So the fruit of knowledge is not a piece of literal fruit. <laughs> it's seeking um, knowledge and wisdom. However, knowledge, carnal knowledge puffs up. This is why he's not supposed to eat from that tree because it's carnal knowledge. 
all right? Adam didn't need to eat or uh, partake from that tree because it was carnal knowledge. And what does carnal knowledge do? And this is in that Bible. Carnal knowledge puffs up. But the Ruach's knowledge is spiritual knowledge, which is called epinosis. Now, that's a Greek word for spiritual knowledge. And I'm also going to go to Ezra. When Ezra wanted to know why all this stuff was going down, Ezra is a major prophet. But Ezra wanted to know why all this stuff was going down. And the, and the angel of Yah told Ezra, if you can answer one human question, one thing about humanity, that I ask you, then I'll, I'll answer spiritual things. We in carnal thinking cannot receive the information that's on uh, that's in the heavens. We can't. We could barely understand and wrap our heads around what's going on in, in uh, on this earth. Okay, we don't know what's going on in the seas. We don't know what's going on really in the heavens, in the sky. So how are you asking a heavenly being what's going on? who are you to demand that if y'all said don't touch that tree don't touch that quote-unquote fruit then don't touch it you don't need to know all the rest of that stuff but what did what happened eve went and transgressed and made adam transgress and now we're in the situation we're in and let me just rewind to eve first going back to the books i said like the bible in genesis if you go to the book of Jasper in Genesis or the book of Jubilees in Genesis, and um, it has more information in it. It has information like Eve was in one part of the garden and Adam was in the other part of the garden. And that's the only way that the devil could beguile Eve because Adam wasn't nowhere near her. If Adam was right there, then she already knew not to do it. So that's one thing. You also want to understand uh, or read or meditate on the, um, the, the Cave of Treasures and the Book of Adam and Eve. These other things give you more information as to why these things are happening instead of that little blurb that you get in Genesis in that Bible. Now, like I said, the Book of Adam and Eve, the Cave of Treasures, the Book of Jasper, um, the Book of Jubilees, these give you more information about what happened in Genesis than that Bible, okay? And like I said, I'm gonna be talking about how the devil fools the whole world. And this is a part of how devil, the devil fools the whole world with false um, doctrines or half truths. Remember the devil said that you, you won't die, but you'll know between um, um, good and evil. And that little tiny part was true, but he, Adam did die. He did find out between good and evil, but he still died. So what is a little piece of the truth? I lie. So we have to um, weigh all our options. We have to be able to seek y'all thoroughly and not with just the little pieces of Bible or whatever it is that you give him because you're not gonna be able to really understand life and how it works right now just by that little piece of the Bible that you have. This is the reason why do we do these studies because we're going through everything. We are going through everything. Major prophets, we're going through other books. We're doing all of this because we cannot live just by that one little piece of the Bible because the Bible is one piece of a puzzle that's a massive puzzle. Okay. Genesis 3, 22 through 24 says, and Yah said, behold, the man is become as one of us. This is after um, Adam partook in the fruit of knowledge. 
to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, Yah sent forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from hence, excuse me, from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. If you go into uh, those other books, it gives you more information as to what the angel did. Exactly. It doesn't say nothing about that in the, um, in the regular Bible, what that angel did. All you know is that this angel was sitting here swinging a sword. You don't know what he did afterwards. You don't know what he said. You don't know what went on. None of that. So my suggestion, and I'm going to start uploading books so that people could listen to, because I know, you know, these books are expensive. So I'm going to be uploading a lot of books so that you could hear um, and experience other parts of um, scriptures that has more meat, more information than uh, the regular Bible. And, you know, a lot of times when people are religious and they just talking about certain things, like they have their whole um, lineup of what they're going to talk about in, um, in churches. And it's the same stuff over and over. This is why people are starving. Their spirits are starving. Their souls is starving because it's the same stuff all the time. It doesn't have nothing to do with today's time. It doesn't have nothing to do with what's going on in regards to what's happening right in real time. All they talk about is how you're going to make money, how you're going to have favor, how you're going to harvest. Nobody want to hear all that. We want to know what's going on right now. And that's what I'm giving you. Okay, so you could have a little bit of me and you could keep going to church or doing whatever you're going to do. But I'm letting you know exactly what's going down. This is going down. honey. I don't want to even hear all of that, that nonsense, all the rest of the nonsense. Okay, now here's some information. What happens to the body when we die? Okay. This is physical, phys our bodies are made physically and spiritually. As I've been saying, we are tripart beings, three parts. We have a body that has to live on a physical plane earth. I call this our human suit, our human coat. We have the soul, which is your consciousness. It's between your eyes and your heart. That's where the soul resides. And we have the spirit that is from Yah. Remember, Yah breathed the breath into the first human and made him a human soul. That's what animates us. That's how we live and we move through Yah who gave us his breath. So we are three parts. Just like Yah is the father, the father of spirits, the author and the creator, the, um, the alpha and omega, that's who Yah is. He is the son, um, Yahusha in the climate. And he is the Ruach, the foreknowledge. That's what Yah is. And we are a tripart being similar to Yah. Remember, he said in his image, but he meant spiritual image. Okay. The body is the flesh. Remember, the physical carnal part of us that lives on the physical plane called earth. And that's Galatians 5 and 17 and 1 um, Corinthians 2 and 14. We are a soul, I already told you, uh, between the eyes in the brain and um, in the heart. That's our soul, our consciousness. The mind is the consciousness. That's Matthew 6, 22 and 23. And we have the spirit. Remember I told you it comes from the most high. Is the breath of the most high, Acts 17 to 28. 
So you already know what you are. You know what you are physically and spiritually. You know what you are. Okay. From the, uh, from the beginning with Adam, 930 years um, till today, which is the, av which the average um, Yasharel lives approximately less than 100 years old. The average human being lives less than 100. From almost 1,000 years old till today, less than 100. Did the devil lie or no? Did he lie? Yes, he lied, <laughs> okay? He beguiled, that's what he did. No, cur um, no current status to refer to in Jubilees. So um, if you go to the book of Jubilees and you go to the book of um, Jasa, you will understand what's going on. So Adam lived today, remember in the book of Jubilees, Adam lived is 18, um, and six. So today, if you are really lucky, you will live more than um, two jubilees. Remember, a jubilee is a block of 50. Okay? Jubilee is a block of 50. So Adam lived 18.6 jubilees. Okay? Adam lived 18.6 jubilees. Okay? Today, if you're really lucky, you live more than two jubilees, and that's 100 years old. However, many people only live one jubilee and some change. So remember, jubilee is one um, jubilee is block of 50 years. So maybe they live one jubilee in 20 years, or one jubilee in 30 years. But it would never be 18 jubilees, not even three jubilees. Okay. So um, that is the first part of um, death. And I need you to understand that death is something that is really, really um, important to all of us because we live and we die. We, we are not, um, <laughs> we are not promised tomorrow, honey. We are not promised tomorrow. And we need to understand that um, death happens to everybody. And since death does happen to everybody, um, you make the most of your time and do the best that you can do. Now, what I'm gonna do, I guess since I, um, since, I, and I'm looking over my notes, since there was um, a few, um, a few parts to death, I'm just gonna keep going. And I'll just make it one because I don't want to get this confused. Okay, we're going into part two. Okay, now uh, part two is the spiritual aspect. And this was um, supposed to be October 23rd, which was the next week. So since I do um, 30 minute sessions on the Sabbath and I do two or three, maybe four, I'll just keep going and let it just be one whole session. So I'll just keep going, okay. Um, the spiritual aspect of death is the wisdom of Solomon 2, 23 and 24 says, because the most high created man for incorruption and made him an image of his own everlastingness, but death entered into the world by sin, by the envy of the devil and those who belong to him experience it, meaning by um, Adam's partaking into the fruit 
of knowledge, he brought death into the world and, well, he didn't bring the devil in the world. The devil was already here. From the um, jealousy of the devil, death came into the world. So death is here because Adam sinned, but the devil was already here because he didn't want to have nothing to do with humanity at all. So we already know there's a whole bunch of stuff down here and Adam just made it worse. Okay. The books that discuss, discuss death and where you can go to die, or excuse me, and where you go when you die are these books. Not all of them, but um, as many as I can think of off the top of my head, um, which is the Bible, various parts, okay? Um, all of the prophets within the Bible discuss it. The Book of Enoch discusses the future and how the world, just hold on a minute. Um, the Bible and various parts, the book of Enoch, the apocalypse of Elijah, the shepherd of Hermas, the, the apocalypse of Peter, the apocalypse of Paul, the secret book of James, the secret book of John, the second revelation of John, okay? All of the prophets within the Bible discuss the future and how the world and those who are in it will die. Flood, fire, but did not discuss which one will be first. Later in life, we found which would be first. Now, first there was flood, and the next time everybody's going to die, and the world's going to end, it's through fire. The first time the world end was through flood. The second time world end is through fire. We understand that. We know that. That's prophecy, and it was always it's history. So, you know, you know throughout history there was a flood. This is not just in the Bible. This is scientific proof, okay? Now, we already know... For those who don't know, people keep saying, oh, no, I don't believe in religion. I believe in um, science. Okay. Both of them, both of them are uh, social constructs. Okay. Science, if you look it up, one of the, um, one of the definitions of science is how a mechanism works. So if y'all is saying something and it comes true, it's a science within itself because it's, it's the way that it's coming forth, the way that it's um, revealing itself and the uh, manifestation of it is a science within itself. So when people keep saying that, they're quoting one piece of a definition of science and they basically using the word science to um, define what they're trying to prove. And that's not it. There's more than one a definition, of, definition of science. So when people go and keep saying, oh, no, I don't believe in that. I believe in science. Yes, I understand about the religion because religion is man-made. Um, spiritual, spirituality and religion is two different things. You being a human being, I don't care what you believe. You're a tripart being. I don't care what you believe, okay? You can be a spiritual being that is religious, okay? Or you could just cut religion all together and just be that spiritual being. I don't care what you believe in. You could be an atheist. You could be Episcopalian, a Christian, a Catholic. I don't care what you are. You're still a spiritual being taking part in religion. If you didn't have any religion and you was an atheist and didn't believe nothing, you're still a spiritual being. Understand that, okay? So I, when people say what they say, it doesn't make sense for somebody who knows and understands. I mean, that flies with people who don't know no better. But that's the truth, what I just gave you. And you can look that up on your own. Okay, next to what I was saying. Um, okay, let's talk about hell. The original, the original um, word, the Hebrew word is called Sheol. Okay, so the Old Testament 
refers to the abode of the dead for both the righteous and the unrighteous, okay? And this is Abraham's bosom. It's also in what they call the Bible. It's also in the book of Jubilees and it's in the book of uh, <laughs> Jasa. So Hades is a Greek word, okay? And it's um, God of the underworld, unseen one, ruler of the invisible world, which is Tartarus, another uh, Greek word, abode of the dead, a holding place, the underworld, and uh, the New Testament um, says this, has those terms all, all around. Remember what I told you about the New Testament. I'm just going to give you a little synopsis of the New Testament and Old Testament. I already told you that Gentiles put that New Testament together, okay? The Old Testament the old testament hebrews what they did is when they write when they wrote things and um whether it was a uh scribe or you know moses or um david or solomon whoever it was what they did was burn it into a piece of paper so it could not be um manipulated that's what they did so the old testament is actually more accurate than the new testament remember gentiles put the new testament together from old scrolls from old hebrews and they had to, because when they found a lot of the scrolls, a lot of words was missing. So actually, when you read in the Bible and you see italics, those are added words. So again, is the New Testament um, tampered with? Yes, it is. But the message is the same. When you're dealing with the Ruach, that's why it says in the New Testament, and there's some curses in the New Testament too. But when you're dealing with the Ruach, the Ruach shows you the truth. So it doesn't matter what they did, because the Ruach is from Yah. And he's, he's going to tell you exactly what's the truth. That's why I'm saying you can read 500 books and still know the truth if you're in a Ruach. And I'm going to tell you how that goes. Because Yahusha says, he who has an ear, hear what the Ruach is saying. If you don't have a spiritual ear, you can't hear the Ruach. And just like um, the average person could read the scriptures 55 times, and guess what? They won't get the message because they're not in the Ruach. Back to what I was saying. Okay, now excuse me, hell, which is a newer word, and these are all definitions, um, um, neither worlds in which the dead continue to exist, Hades, which is from Greek, see above, um, the state of separation from Yah, who's the most high, exclusion from Yah's presence, okay, and this word came from German paganism, it's also an Anglo-Saxon word, okay, which means to conceal and to cover. The original definition came from um, the year 1838. So we know that it's not a Hebrew word. Sheol is the old Hebrew word. And now what do they call old Hebrew? Paleo-Hebrew. What's new Hebrew? Yiddish, because it's mixed with another language. So you already know it's not true Hebrew. Okay, so, all right. The heavens in the book of Enoch, okay, it states that within the second and third heavens that the sinful angels are there in chains, as well as the leader of the angels being held under the earth bound in chains. Now, where do we see this? We see this in the book of Enoch, okay? It also talks about it a little bit in the regular Bible, um, Genesis, when it says, that the watchers came down and had sex with the women. So the evil angels are the watchers. So it says that a little tiny blurb in the regular Bible that people are reading today. However, it's more information in 
um, the Book of Jasper and the Book of Jubilees. There's more information, okay? So it answers more questions. Like I said, the Book of Jubilees and the Book of Jasper and the, um, the Book of Adam and Eve and the Cave of Treasures give you more information about Genesis and before Genesis, because there was something before Genesis. Because if that's the, if there wasn't none before Genesis, then how did the devil get down here? The devil was down here before Adam stuck, stuck his foot down here. So where did that come from? Where? Yahusha backs that up by saying he saw the devil get thrashed down here with one third of the angels. Well, when did that happen? It had to have happened before humans got their foot down here. So the book of Jasper, the book of Adam and Eve, the book of Jubilees and the cave of treasures explain to you how that happened. And that was supposed to be before Genesis. So like I said, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. Back to what I was saying. Oh yeah, and I wanted to say too, that there are curses in the Bible that whoever manipulates the, the books, whoever manipulates the scrolls, the original scrolls, they're gonna be cursed. There's two curses that say that in that Bible. Nobody listened to that. Okay, back to what I was saying. All right. So perdition, Adam's bosom, the grave, Gehenna, the abyss, um, damnation, the gulf, purgatory, blazes, etc. All names for the holding place of the souls of men, women, and children. All of these names are from the words of other nations. With the explanation of the first word, mostly Greek, which was part of the writing of the New Testament. Okay, so first was Sheol, which is an original Hebrew language. Then it was Hades and Tartarus from Greece. And then remember, the Old Testament was written in Greek, Hebrew and Greek. Okay, the first. Uh, the first testament, which is, excuse me, the New Testament was. The Old Testament was work, written in Hebrew and Aramaic. Okay, it had to be transcribed. And remember, there's, there's some words that's in Hebrew and Aramaic that doesn't have an English word or a Greek word. So they make them damn things up. And then later on in the New Testament, when it's um, done in Hebrew and Greek, and later on it was transcribed in Latin, that's where you're getting Jesus and God from. I mean, and people going on like that's the real name. Oh, don't take my Jesus away. That's a that's a um, that's a uh, Latin word. So if you going by the word of Yah, you going by the wrong word because Yah's name is Yahuwah. Okay, that's his name or Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahuwah, Yahweh. That's his name. I don't know where all this Jesus and God come from because just to give you information in the heavens. When Yahusha says um, that you're not fighting against flesh and blood, but the principalities and powers and wickedness, guess what? There's gods and laws that's in the wickedness. So when you call in it, oh, not my Lord, you talking about the angels in the heavens, which is the sky. The firmament is the sky because Yah's not in heaven. Hello? He's not bound by space and time. Space and time is in the heavens. Y'all's not bound by space and time. So who are you talking to? That's what I was saying. Anyway, what's going on in the heavens, which is opening up for just what I said. Above the firmament is the skies. When you read the other books, it will specifically tell you the firmament is the sky. 
it's not heaven. It's heavens as the sky. It's not the seventh heavens or the ninth heaven or even outside of heaven because Yah is outside of heaven because he's not bound by space and time. There, he could be in the front and the back. He could be anywhere at any time. We already know omnipresent. You know, we know that. So um, as stated previously within the second and third heavens, and this is in the book of Enoch, the book of Jubilees, the book of Jasper, all of that. Okay, not only in that, it's not in that Bible. Okay, okay. So within the second and third heavens, there are holding spaces for the children of heaven, as well as the children of earth, the fourth and fifth heavens. Okay, you really want to get information, you better start doing some real homework and stop listening to these people that's reading stuff that want, that want, they want you to learn. Okay, read it for yourself. This is what I said. I'm going to show you the receipts. I'm going to show you where to go, and then I'm going to tell you where to go. Go on your own. Half the time, you can't even answer question in church. And ten, nine times out of ten, they don't have the answer. Okay, back to what I was saying. Heaven is in, uh, in another dimension and has multi-layers, which are described in various scriptural books. And I already told you what books they're in. It's too many books for people not to be looking at. People are very complacent. They, they, they're relying on their traditions and they're relying on their religion. And Yahusha in the New Testament say, that's how you're going to die. That's how you're not going to go to the next life. By leaning on traditions and religion. Now, who's teaching religion today? The great whore on the dragon. Okay? And we're not going to get into that right now. But the great whore, it describes the great whore. And it tells you that the gray whore and the, uh, the beast is changing times. They changing dates. They doing all kinds of stuff. If you don't know who that gray whore is, I don't know what to say to you. Um, you can also go into some of my other lessons and I'll show you who the gray whore is. I will tell you straight out who the gray whore is, but we don't have time for that. Right now, we're just talking about that. Okay. All must die. The scripture pretty much indicates Revelation 2 and 10. Fear none of those things which you shall suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried and you shall have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. That's what Yahushua is saying in Revelation to the revelation of Yachanan, who they call John, another name that was uh, taken out um, deliberately. Okay, like I said, the devil fools the whole world. Now, why would John's name be taken out? And he's supposed to be the, the uh, favorite of Yahusha, who they call Jesus, another Latin word, a Latin word, John. Why would they do that? His name is Yachanan. Why would they change that? And don't change the major prophets, because Yah said, those who are called by my name. John, is John any uh, connection to Yah, the Most High, Yahweh, or Yahuwah? No. Okay. Anyway, all right. The third heaven contains sinners and righteousness. This is where I'm going to break down where people going to go into um, until uh, judgment. All right. The third heaven. Sinners go to the place of torment. Righteous people go to the place of peace. It says this in the um, apocalypse of Peter, which is the rock and the apocalypse of Paul, which is the apostle to the Gentiles, okay? Y'all got all this covered. 
Yahusha came down here and personally handpicked who he needed to uh, spread the word. He knew them before the foundation of the world. He chose them before the foundation of the world. And when he walked his foot down here as a carnal being, that's who he chose. So like I said, in the apocalypse of Peter, who is the rock, Yahusha said he gonna build his church on, which it ain't really a church, it's assembly. And uh, Paul, who is the, um, the uh, apostle to the Gentiles, you could go into um, Acts and understand that Yahusha specifically picked them out. Paul used to be a, a Pharisee. He used to kill uh, those who are uh, seeking after the Mashiach because the Pharisees didn't believe that. Remember, the Pharisees are religious and he went, Yahusha went back and forth with them. But he is a Pharisee, which is of the tribe of Benjamin. So you already know that he is Yasharel, but he was killing people because Old Testament laws say that if you are um if you are um sinning in regard to calling somebody other than the most high a god or whatever it is you know they never use the word god if you are uh, putting anybody up on the same level as you you shall be stoned you shall be killed and that's what paul was doing but he didn't they didn't know nor did they want to look into the um the um pentateuch for the um the prophecy of yahushua coming they did not believe yahushua was who he was until he left so when he left and he ascended that's when paul got the vision from yahushua telling him stop killing my people now i'm gonna send you out to the um to the gentiles that's why the new testament most of the new testament is um is gathered books of paul i can't say it was written by paul because um, Hebrews did not put the New Testament together. Remember, Gentiles did it. And what they did was gather all Paul's writing and put it into the New Testament. Okay? All right. So, uh, the Apocalypse of Paul, who is the apostle to the Gentiles, explains through his prophecy, okay, the visit to the spiritual realm because he had a vision. He was a prophet too. Whoever's having visions in all that, y'all said he gonna pour his spirit out on his children. They gonna prophesy, they gonna vision, they gonna have dreams, they gonna have interpretations, they gonna have all kinds of stuff. So you know from here that Paul, Peter, all of the apostles had visions, okay? So according to the apocalypse of Paul, okay, again, after all these things, I saw one of the scriptural ones coming unto me, this is what Paul's saying, and he caught me up in the spirit and carried me to the third heaven. And the angel answered and said unto me, follow me and I will show you the place of the righteous where they are taken when they are dead. And thereafter, I will take you to the bottomless pit and show you the souls of the sinners into what manner of place they are taken when they are dead okay it's not hell it's in the third and fourth heavens the place of torment for the sinners and the place of peace for the righteousness it's not hell and i'm gonna tell you this in regards to hell the devil didn't make hell Yah made hell Yah made the first holding place for humanity was hell Okay, the devil's not in hell. The devil's on earth, roaming around, seeking who he may devour. He's the prince of the air. Why would they call him the prince of the air if he was in hell? He can be in hell to torment people, but if you're reading more stuff than the Bible, 
then you'll know that Yahushua already promised Adam in five and a half thousand years, I'm going to go down and I'm going to rescue you and the saints. Where was Adam and the saints? In hell. When Yahushua got, um, um, when Yahushua was, um, no, when he was tortured and put to death and he died those three days, he was down in hell rescuing all the patriarchs. That's what he did. Okay, and he brought them right up to the place of peace. That's where they are. And if you don't believe that, please read the Apocalypse of Paul and the Apocalypse of Peter, and it tells you that. Okay, all right. Now, what happens to the sinners? I'm gonna do the sinners first, and then I'm gonna do the righteous. Okay, now we're still in the Apocalypse of Paul, and this is chapter 11. Now, for the sinners, there's angels without mercy full of fury, wicked looking. These are the ministers of the whole creation which come into the souls of the unrighteous and take them and lay them down there. They fly three days with them in the air before they take them and cast them into their everlasting torment. Chapter 16 says, they are met with wicked angels who take you to the first judgment to find out where you are going to wait for the end time when Yah slash Yahusha will judge the world. You will be tormented in various ways until judgment continually without stopping. Your soul will be tortured by various wicked angels and or worms. Note, although these stay three days, you will deal with the wicked angels. There will actually be seven days after you die that various things happen and that you will experience before you are directed to go to the place of torment. Now, let me, let me tell you what this note means. This note means, and Yah's explaining this in the apocalypse of Paul. What he's saying is, well, the angel of Yah is because there's representatives to Yah because Yah can't talk to us because he's too holy. We can never look on Yah's face because he's too holy. We will disintegrate. We already know that they, uh, the um, children of Israel said that in the beginning and Yah said, yeah, you're right. All right, I'm gonna give you that king and I'm gonna give you a, 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 a prophet. So we already understand that from Genesis. Okay, so what happens, Yah's angel is telling Paul that when somebody dies, the first seven days of their death. Now, on this um, physical realm, they dead. But the soul is transcribed into another realm. Exactly when you take your last breath, when Yah takes that last breath from you, you will pop, your soul will pop into the next realm. So you're still alive in another realm, but you ain't alive in this physical realm. So what happens is you're going to be met with other angels, evil ones and righteous ones. And whatever evil you did, depending upon how much evil you did, because y'all will forgive some, depending on how much evil you did, that's when the evil angels get to you. And depending on how much you did, you will either go to the place of torment to wait for judgment, or you will go to the place of peace to wait for judgment. That is what that means. Those first seven days, and then after they tell you that, you're going to find out that Yah is real. You're going to find out Yahush is real. You're going to find out the other realm is real. You're going to see all of the, uh, you're going to see the place of, um, of um, peace, but you ain't going to go in. 
Y'all say he gonna show all of this that is real. I'm gonna show you everything, but you ain't going. It's the same thing he did to, um, to uh, Moses. Oh yeah, I'm gonna show you since you sinned, Moses. I still love you though. Since you sinned and you didn't talk to the rock, but you smite the rock. Like I, I did not tell you to smite the rock the first time I did, but the second time I told you to talk to the rock and you sat up there and smite it. So nope, you're not going to the, um, to the promised land, but I'm gonna show you the promised land. Yep, I'm gonna show it. See, you're not going. Yeah, it's the same thing with us. Oh, he's going to show you all of this. This is why he says in another book too, everybody, and this is actually, it's in other books, but it's actually in the um, apocalypse of um, Paul, when it says that everything, every spirit abides by Yah, the devil, uh, death, all the wicked angels, all of them listen to Yah. They listen to directives because they know Yah is the most high. The only ones who don't listen to us, him is us. So that's why when we die, he's going to show all of that. And he says, I give all my blessings to everybody without prejudice. I give everybody my blessings. But those who transgress and those who took the, um, advantage of my blessings and didn't give me the credit, didn't give me the blessing, none of that, you got to die. That's what he said. You have to die. I don't care what you do. Nobody who walks this earth have control over life and death. Only Yah. The devil don't even have control over the life and death. Yah gives the devil the directive to do whatever he needs to do. And that's in the book of Job. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about the righteous. Hold on. I need a water break. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about the righteous. All right, and this is in chapter 14 of the Apocalypse of Paul. Now, remember, Paul was the, um, the um, apostle to the Gentiles. Now, there's similar stuff in Peter, but it's more spiritual in Peter. Now, remember, Peter is only for the Hebrews. Paul is for everybody with a concentration. Paul is for all the Gentiles with a concentration on the Hebrews because Paul also wrote Hebrews. And if you notice in every book, it says something a little bit different because he's, um, he's uh, the expectation is for certain people to do certain things. Now, people think that, oh, everything's for everything. Everything's for everybody. It really isn't. It really isn't. Once you really start understanding the scriptures and really start being in the uh, Ruach, the Ruach is going to point out who is for what. You already understand that Yahushua said he didn't come down here for the dolls. He didn't come down there. He came here for the lost sheep. He didn't even speak. He didn't even talk or give any of those people his time. Okay. Not unless he saw that there, um, there was really um, 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 belief and faith in their heart. That's when he did some. Aside from that, he didn't. You better uh, focus on what he said to that lady when, he, when she kept begging him to, um, to help her child. He was like, I didn't come here for... Um, I ain't coming here for the dogs. I came here for the children. To, um, for the children. And she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs. And that's when Yahusha said, "What? All right, I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna bless you. All right, now you humble enough. Yeah, I'm gonna bless you. You know, he didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean. Okay. So now I'm on chapter 14 of the Apocalypse of uh, Paul, and it says. This is in regards to the righteous, where they go for the waiting period until judgment. And I looked and saw the whole world. This is Paul in the heavens, third and fourth heavens. 
in the sky in another dimension. Now you can see the earth. Now when the, when the apostles, because they all had journeys, when the apostles looked down to the earth, they could see down to the earth like we actually walking down to the earth. That's how they could see because that's what the spirit does. Okay? We can't comprehend Yah or anything he does. So all these people on the earth that think that they could just say stuff and, and, um, and just make excuses for stuff is bullcrap because we are finite beings. We're nothing but a, a blade of grass and a puff of smoke trying to act like we own this world. This is why Yah uh, really put a lot of um, people in their place, like Ezra and all these people who's demanding answers as to why this is happening. Why is that? Man, get your life. Anyway, like I said, and I looked and saw the whole world and men were as naught, meaning men were nothing, frivolous, a blade of grass like that because he's in the spiritual realm. Okay, and I just want to say something. Angels don't die. Angels don't die. The only one that could kill an angel is Yah. The only one that could kill the devil is Yah. We can't do it. We physical beings. The only ones is the one who made them. That's why Yah says, don't fear the one who could kill a body. Fear the one who could kill a body in the soul and hellfire. That's in the New Testament. Okay, back to what I was saying. And I looked and saw the whole world and men were as naught, meaning they was nothing. And failing utterly, sorry, I, I can't read my own writing. And failing utterly. And I looked and saw a creation, uh, excuse me. And I looked and saw a certain man about to die. So he's getting ready to see somebody who's about to die. Nobody in particular, just somebody who's getting ready to die. And the angel said to me, he whom you see is righteous. And I saw that the righteous man had grown in righteousness because Yah says you change your countenance. What's a countenance? Like your body. You change, okay? From wickedness, whatever you was doing, you're going to change and look different. So that's what he's saying. He grown in righteousness and found rest and confidence. And before he departed out of this world, there stood by him holy angels. There are angels that walk with us all the time. If you don't believe that, read the Shepherd of Hermes. I'm going to keep going. And evil ones. There's a holy angels and evil ones. And I saw them all. But the evil ones found no abode in him, meaning they all greeted him at the gate. Okay, they all greeted his soul at the gate to see, okay, is he going to the good angels or he going to the evil angels? And the evil angels didn't see no bad in him, so they couldn't do nothing. So they standing to the side now. But the holy ones had power over his soul and ruled it until it went out of the body. And they stirred up the soul saying, oh soul, take knowledge of your body, which, hold on, you come out. For you must return into the same body on the day of resurrection to receive that which is promised, that's new life, and to all the righteous, be of good courage, for you have done the will of the Most High while you lived on the earth. The place of peace is where the righteous souls rest, where there is an assigned angel and rest until judgment. What did Paul say? He saw all the stuff with the angels and all of that. So understand, and know that this world is not the end all and be all. This is not it, honey. 
We are nothing but a blade of grass, a puff of smoke. Okay, that's what Yah says. That's what the scripture says. He says, okay, he's everlasting. He said the things that are, and I'm, it's a loose uh, uh, scripture that I'm quoting. The things that he, you can see are carnal and the things that you can't see is everlasting. So we can't see the angels. We can't see none of that. We can't see any of that. We can't see them walking with us. We can't see them, none of that. We can't see any of that. And in Old and New Testament, there was angels walking all, all over the place. There was angels walking everywhere. In every um, scroll, in every scroll, there's hundreds of scrolls. It ain't only 66 scrolls. It's hundreds. It's not only 70 because the Catholic Bible got something a little more in there. But trust me, there's hundreds. It says that in the scriptures. There's hundreds of scrolls. There's mysteries. There's more scrolls that people don't understand. They don't even know there's mysteries. There's more scrolls. It's literally hundreds of scrolls. Now, the reason why um, a lot of people don't know that there's hundreds of them is because they're not paying attention. They're distracted because it mentions it in the scriptures. That's number one. Number two, you're religious. So what you're doing is listening to whoever's being taught to tell you it's only 66 books, okay? And they ain't teaching you nothing. That's why your soul is starving. Number three, if you seek Yah first, his kingdom and his righteousness, he's going to lead you to all the books, everything. He's going to give you all the knowledge because he said he was going to pour his spirit out. That's number one. Yahusha said, you're going to do more things than I do. You're going to know more than I do. As a physical man on this earth, you're going to know all that. How are you going to know all that stuff if you ain't seeking for Yah? How are you going to do that? Back to death. Because of the original sin, death came into the world. Death is wreaking havoc on everybody. And I'm, I'm sure you, you know that. Think about 2019. Think about 2020. Think about 2021. And whatever's going to happen in 2022. Death is all around. Now, usually we don't pay attention, especially in the United States. But we paying attention now because we have to slow down and pay attention. Before, it was just life as usual. Because um, human, I mean, I'm not even going to say human. People in the United States don't pay attention to nobody else but themselves. Okay, it could be all hell breaking loose right outside your door, right in Canada, and you don't know what's going on. But since this pandemic has slowed everything down, people are really starting to pay attention. And that's good because guess what? This is only the beginning. Okay, as I say in the other books, all hell is going to break loose. You just don't know how it's going to unfurl. If you really want to understand what's going to happen, you read Revelation, you go to Matthew 24, you go to Luke 21, you read the prophets. Oh, they telling you exactly what's happening. They've been yelling it for 6,000 years. In the Old Testament, two or 3,000 years in the New Testament. It's going down and nobody can stop it. And nobody can stop death except for Yah. So that's why you must understand where you're going in death. Those people who don't believe in nothing, it doesn't mean that they just a meat sack that just came here and it's just going to be, they just going to be dead and that's it. Oh no. The minute you take your last breath, you're going to meet the person who made you, whether you believe it or not. And guess what? That's going to determine where you're going into the consummation of time. What is the consummation of time? Judgment. And then after that, for those who are not unrighteous, they're going to be dead. 
it's not going to be no hellfire, this and that. It's hellfire when you're in the uh, pit of torment. That's hellfire. When um, judgment comes, you, you're no longer existent. That's, that's the worst thing. It's not the, uh, the pit of torment that's going to get you what they call hell, what it ain't hell. It's not that because you're going to be there suffering until judgment. Everybody's going to come together and everybody's going to see everybody's judgment. First, they're going to see the devil die. That's in Revelation. And then they're going to be judged. And then those people who were judged that was in the pit of torment, they're just going to die and no longer exist. And then the new world is going to start. And if you don't believe that, go to Ezra. Four Ezra, two Ezra's. When the angel is telling Ezra, the beginning and the end starts the same time. And that's the truth. After judgment, the new world, the new everything begins. So with that, I will say, I hope this message edified you. I hope you have a little more information about death and how it works spiritually and carnally. Until next time, happy new year. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.